This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Right, let's have a look. Can anybody hear me now? Mr. Mr. T, anyone? Someone can let me know if they can hear me? Yay, fantastic. Yes, I... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, got a bit panicked there for a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> Always spread to my lap. How are you, Mr. T? I'm, I'm okay. By the way, can I just say it is me? It is Mr. T. Yeah, I've, I've, honestly, every time I've spoken to someone, it's like, is it you? It definitely is me. I was just going to say, uh, can we verify, first of all, you are indeed the Mr. D, the head teacher it, of one of the best primary schools in the world. It is actually you, yeah? It is me, 100%. I'm even sitting here in a waistcoat just to prove it. You know, it really is me. You know what's really a shame? We actually have got Teachers Talk TV coming up, whereby we actually have a video chat. And sadly, had I have known, I would have put you on video to really verify that it is actually you. Thank you so, so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And I'm going to embarrass our guest this evening, everybody. So I do apologise, Mr. T, because when I DM'd Mr. T and said, would you come on my show? Would you believe, listeners? He actually said, 
who's going to want to listen to me talk online? Well, can I just clarify, out of my entire two-month, very short Twitter career, Mr. T, one of the most highly anticipated things I've ever done is this actual show. And Mr. And Nathan has just typed in the chat, we do. We do find you interesting. He's a very fussy man to please. So that is high praise indeed coming from one of our teacher talk radio uh, veterans, if you will. So, Mr. T, I feel odd even asking you this first question, but just in case there is somebody right. who hasn't been on edge of Twitter ever, tell us a bit about yourself. <laughs> and the, the floor is yours, my friend. Okay. All right. So I'm Mr. T. Actually, my name is Halil Tumgamish. All right. So I'm a head teacher at a school in Leicester, Braunston Community Prime School. Uh, we just got school of the year. I think I've said that a few times um, on Twitter, if you follow me. Um, yeah. So um, I've been head teacher for a short while now. Um, um, my first headship. And um, yeah, I'm loving it. And, you know, I've, I've, been on Twitter for a short amount of time. I, I think I, I joined in 2018, um, something like that, and and made lots and lots of um, great connections with different people. And I'm I'm just I, I just love my job. Just happy to kind of be doing what I'm doing. Really, a bit boring, really, I suppose. Dude, if you're boring, then I'm an artifact. I'm telling you. <laughs> Seriously, I've been a secondary practitioner my whole life, but honestly, I'm sure I speak on behalf of many secondary specialists. Whenever I see your tweets in particular, I'm thinking, I wish I worked in a primary school. I really, really do. You just make it look so fun. How do you keep oh, up the man. energy every day in such a stressful job in the midst of a pandemic? How do you keep up the energy at such a high level? Oh man, no, seriously, right. So I'm, I'm, I know, I know. Like later on, I'll talk a little bit more about my my journey and and absolutely be, becoming a head teacher. But um, you know, before I became a teacher, I was involved in education, and and so I, I've got a deep kind of deep rooted love for for education, and I'm really proud of 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 the system and and everything that we do for all of our children, right? So, you know, I, just, I, I it's been years of hard work to get to this point. And and I think every uh, every step of of my career, I've really tried hard to take it all in and to enjoy it uh, and to revel in it uh, and to get other people to enjoy it as well because it's so easy to get stuck into the mundane and the stress of everything and you know we're gonna we're gonna have stress all the time regardless of what we do it's gonna it's a stressful job it's hard absolutely um, but if if we don't find a bit of joy and a bit of love and a bit of dancing and and all of that stuff in it. I mean, what's the point, really? So, yeah, I, I try to be as positive and as upbeat as possible, to be honest with you. I think it's just part of my personality. I have to say, I speak on behalf of Edutwitty doing a sterling job, sir. You really, really are doing a sterling job. And I, I have to ask, I've worked in a couple of schools that were in special measures, and I'm very proud to say that I was part of the teams that got them to good. But I wasn't anything higher than extended leadership when I did it, and the stress and pressure I was under, I think... I remember for the rest of my life, you took on a school that was RI in your first ever headship. And I, I'm vicariously so proud to say this, in your first seven months of headship, you took a school from RI to good. How, <laughs> why, did, why did it appeal to you to take on such, it must have been such a stressful thing to think about, but you actively chose to take that on and smashed it, to put it quite simply. Um, talk us through oh, it, man. All right. Okay. So, um, why this particular school? Okay. So this particular school, I think regardless of its, um, I'm, I'm not a, 
I'm not a huge kind of fan of the labels that, that we're given um, as schools because it, we're more than that, um, you know. And, and I remember going around the school um, first time round and I, it really didn't matter what, what category they were in, if they were good, outstanding, whatever. The school itself spoke to me. It was, it was just such a, a loving place and, and the kids were just amazing. And I thought, right, this, this is the place I'd love to, to come and work. Um, but I'm actually from Braunston, so Braunston oh, wow. and Leicester's a yeah, it's a it's 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 an estate, um, you know, and I'm I'm proud to say I'm a, you know I'm an estate kid, um, and I and I grew up grew up there. It was tough, um, but it was but it was equally um, amazing, um, you know. It, it had its difficulties, but it, it also. If if anyone's ever grew up on the state in the states, you know you there's a lot of there's a lot of camaraderie and 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 love and support for each other, um, and so I, I suppose it appealed to me from that sense as well. You know, I, I grew up around there. I went to I went to the local secondary school, so it was it was very much right. This is the place for me. So I took the school on, um, and it it it, it wasn't. It wasn't all right. I, I, you know, there were things that were that were not right. There were things that really needed improving and and developing and and, and getting to a point. Um, I'd like to say there were quick fixes. There weren't. Um, we we had, never are, we had, are they? Though, in fairness, in nah, situations like that, <laughs> we we had we had stuff to do. And and I'll, I talk about the vision of our school loads and and you know and it's really important. And that was one of the first things we did. One of the fir- first things we sorted and embedded and created was our vision, our our identity as a school. Um, and and it all came off the back of that. So everything that we did, we intertwined it within our vision. Um, it became it's part of our fabric. And then, and then Ofsted came in, and and literally, I mean, you know, the new framework. We were one of the first schools in the city under the new framework, and we just did our thing. Uh, I mean, how many uh, challenges? Did, literally, you've ticked every single box for the most difficult first headship, and you managed it, to smash it. And the fact that you're a local boy <laughs> just makes it even more inspiring, Ali. It really, really yeah. Does. I've got I've got a great SLT. I mean, Jen. I, I mean, if I could say that to people, you know, you've got to surround yourself with, with, um, with people that are going to do the job, that are going to be there to support you and for you to support each other. They challenge me um, loads. Um, so I, you know, I I've got an SLT that will not. They're not yes people. They don't just say yes to me every time I have an idea or I want to do something. They challenge everything. Um, Sorry, off the back that, of that, can you write a book? Because that is something that's a really big bugbear for me. I always think yeah. yes people are the most, I'm not ahead yet, hopefully one day, but yes people one are day, the one day. people to have. Because if you've got a yes person, they haven't got your back and they won't tell you when something's potentially going wrong, right? So you have to have, so I love the fact that you, as a comfortable, successful head, have just said that. That's really, really lovely to hear that you want people in your SLT who are going to challenge you and say, well, actually, how about doing it this way instead? That's what makes a solid and- team, right? It's it's important to me. It's important to me, and and also my staff. So every every member of staff, um, because if they're going to grow as leaders, they've got to be able to, um, they've got to be able to 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 just kind of challenge, um, to anybody, um, you know, in a in a respectful and professional manner, you know. Um, so yeah, it's it's really important to me. But at the same time, have a good time as well. Um, and, and I think that was what Ofsted saw. Ofsted saw that the children were happy, the staff were happy, 
Um, they wanted to be there. They were giving everything. And, um, yeah, you know what? I'm really proud of it. I don't, I don't really give myself or we don't really give ourselves much enough credit for what we've done in the short you know, short space of time that we, we did it in. Um, but yeah, talking about it, it's like giving me, giving me goosebumps a little bit. Yeah, we did, we did a great job. Yeah, it's great team. You both should have, I'm not even going to lie. The fact, I didn't actually realise you grew up there and you actually went to a local school there. So it's just all the more inspiring that literally a local lad, if I may use that colloquialism, literally gave back to his community in the most beautiful and powerful way possible because you are, I've said this to you before in your tweets actually, that you are like their baba because you are. I'm getting emotional. My God, maybe the conversation, <laughs> I have no idea. But you actually are a very young Baba in your defense, but nonetheless, Baba like a dad, by the way, for those of you wondering. <laughs> but Aww. yes, absolutely beautiful. Now, I have to, I'm jumping the questions all over the place here, but this is fascinating. Did you always <laughs> want to be, like, I want, I'll give my example. I, when I was a little child, like a little toddler, my parents tell me that I used to always teach lessons to my teddies and dolls in a line. I've always wanted to be a teacher. Was headship always something that you aspired to be? To, to achieve no, from young age. No, do you know? No, do you know what? I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to be a teacher when I was younger. You know, when I was growing up. I mean, I'll, oh, I'll be completely, on, I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you. Um, I, I, I wanted to be a chef. Um, but failing Sorry, that, can I make the waiter joke now or later? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I've been. Do you know what? I've never really let anyone know this, and now I'm saying it here with you and sharing it with everyone else. Teacher yeah, talk I wanted to be, exclusive, everyone. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to be a chef, but failing that, um, I wanted to be a singer. So I, I always, like a singing, a singing chef, as it were, um, would probably have been the thing that I would have done. Um, but, I'm laughing and I'm um, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I kind of fell into teaching. I, I didn't think I'd go to university. I failed all my GCSEs. I had to retake them. I had to, you know, I had to start all over again. You know, my my bubba was a, a a great influence in in me, kind of like picking myself up and moving forward. And 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 then I went to university, only last ditch. Um, I I really wasn't going to go. I I was gonna I was gonna work with my dad in the shop. Um, we had a we had a kebab shop um, growing up, and and I thought maybe that's what I'm gonna get into. That's what I'm gonna do. But he he was a my baba's a great influence on on me as a person and, and ultimately my career um he kind of persuaded me in a gentle way that you know university was the way for me and that's a story a different story altogether so i i ended up going to uni i did um uh, a course an urban and regional geography de degree don't even ask um, <laughs> but it was a it was a it was at sheffield hallam uni um, so this this is did, just revelation after revelation this evening. Listen, no, this is I did. fantastic. <laughs> Listening chef, uh, a degree <laughs> in geography. Wow. Oh, don't, don't. And then and then I thought, right, so I finished my I was finishing my degree. I didn't know what I was going to do myself. Uh, I didn't want to leave Sheffield because I absolutely love it there. It's 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 such a beautiful place. And and so I I did a I became a TA. And and it, it I can say I still say it now, but best job, best job in the world ever. Um, so I did that for a bit, and then I decided right PGCE. Um, so I, I went into secondary. I thought right, I'm gonna do secondary piece. I'm laughing oh as I'm God, saying it. Seriously? Yeah. No, I did. Seriously. No, genuinely. So I did. I did. I started. I started, and that, that, <laughs> I think that tells you that I didn't finish it. I started a PGCE um, secondary at Leeds Uni, um, and that was in geography. 
and um, I was teaching in Sheffield, doing all my, you know, doing my placements there. And I think I'd done the water cycle for the 85th time or something. And I just thought, I can't do this. So I, I, I quit. So I was three quarters of the way through and I quit. Um, and then I got another kind of a rocket from my dad for doing that. And then <laughs> As I, you got, would. I did a, yeah. And then I, and then I did a PGC um, in primary and I've, I've never looked back, but I never, ever thought I'd, I'd become a head. I, you know, even now, when I, and I say this a lot to my staff and I say it to my SLT, um, I've only been out of the classroom for about three, three, three years, just a, a little bit over, um, and I miss it, like, dearly. Um, hang on, hang I, on. Didn't I, you tweet that you taught something and the kids said you still got it? So you do do a little bit now and again, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I do, I do, but I, love, but I, but I, gen, I genuinely love the classroom. So, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's my place and... And they're a captive audience, aren't they? They can't get yeah. away. <laughs> so I can sing, dance, do what I want, and they can't go anywhere. Um, so I, I tend, I, yeah, I, I did, I did think I was going to be. I was, I was an assistant head teacher for for a, a long while, actually, um, in a really big school in Leicester, um, eight hundred and fifty children, um, and and I, I was almost like a head teacher in in my phase. And I thought this was it. This this is what I'm going to do. And then I don't know. It was like a calling. I think. Um, I think it was time. I think it was it was the moment I had to do it. Um, I'd already done my MPQH. I just did it for the sake of doing it. Almost, I suppose, to a certain extent. It was it was the next level of CPD for me. And then the next thing you know, I'm I'm looking at jobs, and and that was that was a challenge in itself um, because with a name like mine. Um, and uh, you know, it was, it was, it was very difficult, um, to even get past or even get to the interview stage for a lot of places. Um, but yeah, it, and then, and then Braunston came along, you know, I was my, the CEO of the trust that, that I'm working at and working in, he'd heard about me and, and he thought, right, you know what, this, this could be, this could be the right fit. Um, as I was walking around school and we'd, I'd, I'd done my interview, grueling, like grueling interviews. Um, yeah, it, it happened. And, and now and I can what, say. And what a choice he made. Yeah, I can say it's the right, <laughs> it was the right thing. Headship. Yeah, headship. I'm happy with it. I love it. Yeah. Wow, well, is anybody else gobsmacked who's listening right now? I'm literally sat here with my jaw like on the floor. <laughs> when, you, when you write interview questions, you kind of try to think you might know the guest and preempt what they're going to say, but you've literally knocked my socks off, Aleel. I'm sat here thinking, <laughs> I'm completely thrown by this. I mean, singing chef, failed GCSEs, <laughs> you know, PGC in secondary that didn't go to plan, starting off as a TA, you know, being an assistant head for ages. And I am going to touch upon the question that you've that you've kind of hinted towards already with the fact of your name being a hindrance because it's something that I personally feel quite closely about. And mm. I am, again, jumping around. And I do apologise, listeners. I'm jumping around my questions here. No, no, I that's fine. Couldn't that's fine. Have, I couldn't have scribbled quicker last night. But if you notice when I pinned you the questions across, I was going to ask you. And you raised, somebody raised the point of the phrase BAME, the, the, the acronym BAME, whether we use it or not. And I was thinking, crikey, I've actually put one of my questions and I've used the term BAME myself. And this may yeah. be something we have to continue after the break because I doubt this answer is going to be a short or succinct one in any shape or form. 
your name. If we start with your name, we're going to address the elephant in the room. We always do address the elephants in the room in our teachers' talk radio. That's what we're all about. And listeners, please mm-hmm. do keep typing in your chats and in our comments. By the way, someone's requested you singing a tune later, so just to forewarn <laughs> you. <laughs> oh my, yeah, no problem. And yeah, you, listen, okay. You, you, you've, wrapped, you've wrapped in the past, okay? So you put yourself out there already with your musicality. We should have known back then that you, you had it in you. So you've been warned, Nathan. You make it a tune after all. Your name. Let's address okay. the elephant in the room. And this this question may be too big to even answer in one show. I'm perfectly honest with you, Halil. I mm. fully agree with you that with a name like yours, you know, t- uh, is it Tamgamush? Am I saying that right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Tam- yeah. Tamgamush. Yeah, the, the Tam-gamush. meaning the meaning of the meaning of Tamgamush is um, it, it, it means pure silver. So Tam means pure in Turkish, and and Gumush is silver. Gumush so silver, yeah. pure silver. I know yeah. a little bit of Turkish because I've got some family there. I'm not actually Turkish. <laughs> I like to flex the six words that I know. <laughs> Why? Why do you think, and I do agree with you, and I've got my own personal views on it as well. Why is it so much harder to get into leadership with a name like that? Um, Why in 2022 are we still facing this problem, Halil, do you think? Um, it, it's, it, look, you know, especially especially back then, it was slightly different because they, they you know, now the practice of um, applications and everything like that, um, it's anonymous now. So, mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. that that should be that that is the practice, and I I, I do hope that schools do practice that because it, it's you know all places should be doing the same thing. Absolutely. But back, but back back then, especially like you know we're talking like I was I was applying for headships like four or five years ago. Um, before that, I was I was trying for um, you know deputy headships, teaching deputy headships, mm-hmm. and I I, I wasn't. It, I wasn't getting to the interview um, stage at all, and and that there were a lot of a lot of schools that I'd that I'd applied for, and and I'd I was a I was a very successful um, classroom practitioner. We, we got some of the best results in uh, not just in the city but but across the country as well um, from our from our low starting points of deprivation and, and the area that we're in. Um, and, and I'd made a case and a stake in terms of like my leadership qualities. I was the maths lead, um, behavior lead, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I just found it very frustrating that every single time that I um, um, put my put my application through for a job, um, I'd never get anything back. And, you know, it's easy, it, you know, for, for people on the outside. And what I mean by that is those people that don't fit into um, a, the category of an inverted commas bane. Um, it, it's, it's, it's easy to look on and say, oh, maybe, maybe that was a, you know, it's an excuse um, for, for, not, for not being um, selected for, for interview. Sorry to interrupt you there, Leo. Seema's asked a very good question. Did you ever actually see, and I'm wondering, so did you ever see feedback just to see what yeah. they'd say? What yeah. They pull out the bag, the fe- if you will. No, the, fe- the feedback was always superficial. Um, so Ooh. they would say that there were, there were, you know, spelling errors or grammatical errors when they were clearly not. Um, and and even, even I started to get towards a point of, of not asking. Because I knew some of the people that were, you know, the, the education world is really small, isn't it? And um, Absolutely. It's, even smaller, it's even smaller in your locality. So I knew other people that were applying and, and I, was, 
I, and they would have, in their own admission, say that I was more more than qualified um, uh, to to at least get an interview, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't it wasn't happening. Um, but I believe in but I believe in Kismet, and it, and it was you know the 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 kind of the idea that our paths are, are there for us to follow, and and I believe that that was not that wasn't for me. However. It does make me think. I do go back and I think a, a little bit about what could have been, um, and yeah, I do think that I, I wasn't. My name, my name stopped almost stopped me from from getting to to a point where I could have could have put myself for you know, sh- being there in person is different, you know, um, and and getting to know people and speaking to people is different. And I just I always felt like I was denied that opportunity. Um, so yeah, um, I, it's it's hard to explain. It's it's hard to explain, but it deep it it, it does sit deep within me, um, and and I'm just glad that practices are are not what they used to be in terms of like recruitment now. To be honest with you, you and me both, Halil, you and me both, because you're absolutely right. It should purely be about, and as cliche, and I'm sorry, as cheesy as it may sound, it should be about what you know and what you can bring to the community, to the young people, to the staff of an academy or a school or what have you. It shouldn't be about what your name is. Your name shouldn't matter. And if it mm. does matter, your name should matter for the right reason. And you, you did that beautiful tweet where a little young lad was going to tell you about being from, I was in Barbie, was it, I believe? And it's the fact oh, that I, true, I'm yeah. such a big believer in if I can see it, I can be it. I remember vividly mm. watching mm. parts of the Diverse Educator show. I don't know if you saw it on the live stream earlier this morning. And it was so sad how a number of people were saying that, you know, growing up as a young black woman, I didn't get taught by a single black teacher. And I can sadly say the same thing, that growing up as a young Muslim woman, as you see my profile picture, I wear a headscarf, I'm, visib- I'm visibly a practicing Muslim. I never mm-hmm. had a single teacher who looked remotely like I did at all. Mm. And for me, it's so very important that there are more diverse, you know, there's more diverse educators because our children are so diverse. So they need to see that mix in the in the staff body that they see in themselves outside on the street to think you know what actually he may have failed his GCSEs he may have just been a TA he may have failed a PGC in one sector first but he still did it so can I because your journey and I'm not just saying this because I like you and I respect you I genuinely mean this it's so truly inspirational that you know you literally are and that's why it wasn't it hard for me to pick the title for this show of you know rising in the face of adversity you faced even more than I realized you had but you still <laughs> succeed which is why. And I'm not being funny. So many people adore you because you literally are like this. And I'm, I mean, it's in a nice way, by the way, like an underdog. You, you, you overcame everything, you know, personal pain, you know, this professional sort of you know, challenge that you faced all the time with this, you know, discrimination. You still rose above and said, you know what, bring it. And now you've got that lovely, lovely piece of glass in your school, which you have verified is you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Absolutely. <it. laughs> Uh, I think I've watched I that video more well, than once. I'm not going to lie. I have. If you haven't seen uh, it, please do visit Aleo's page and just click <laughs> on the video because you'll see this very passionate man walking around his primary school, and even the receptionist will verify. Lorna wasn't it? I think or Lorna. <laughs> it's him. <laughs> it's me. It's me. But I, I just think as well. You know, representation's massive for me. It's such yes. a big thing, yes. um, and and not just for staff. Uh, but for the for the children as well, they need they need to be able to see themselves in in us. Yes, and and yes. I think representation at every level is just it, it's massive. And I'm really lucky with my SLT. You know, um, we've got you know I've got a um, a, a Muslim um, uh, hijab 
hijabi, like, you know, hijab wearing um, lady, um, Rizwana. She's an in, in, incredible teacher as well. Um, Woohoo, Rizwana. Know, <laughs> yeah, oh, she's, she's incredible. Um, and and um, the SLT is, uh, you know, unfortunately that we, we've only got myself as, a, as the male member of SLT because because that's just the way it is at the moment. Um, but we've got such strong female uh, role models for the girls. And then you've got me as well for the, for the boys and, and equally vice versa. Um, and, I, and I just find it's, it representation in all its forms is really important. Uh, it's not just about race. It's not just about ethnicity. It's, it, it's about all, all, of, all of the representation. And, and yeah, I'm really passionate about that. Really, really passionate about that. And believe you me, Halil, it does come across beautifully. Now, listeners, I think after such an emotive and such a powerful start to the show, <laughs> it's a lovely natural time to have a very quick short break for the ads and for the news. Do not leave us. As I've said always, go for a wee, go for a tea, bring back a bourbon biscuit, and I'll see you all, including you, Halil, on the other side <laughs> of this short break. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full, free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The Israel National News website reports on comments made by UK Education Minister Nadim Zahawi that UK universities must adopt the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism. Mr Zahawi stated that the definition is essential, not optional, and that it is a way of telling everyone, students and staff, that anti-Semitism has no place anywhere. During the Holocaust Educational Trust's Lord Merlin Rees lecture, Mr Zahawi said he was not going to ease up until we see everyone fall into line on this. He also acknowledged that old hatreds were beginning to rear up again and that it was, therefore, essential to keep speaking up about the Holocaust. He pledged continued government support for the Jewish community, saying that British Jews and Jewish students who were the victims of anti-Semitism on British campuses should not be left to combat anti-Semitism on their own. In the Channel Island of Guernsey, face coverings will no longer need to be worn in classrooms from next week. 
The coverings will remain compulsory in communal areas for both staff and students in secondary and post-16 settings. Nick Hines, Director of Education, told ITV News, the move signals further positive steps as we will all seek to return to a more normal education experience. The move echoes changes to rules around face coverings in parts of the UK. In England, however, Boris Johnson has had to issue a statement telling secondary schools to follow the latest guidance, after some headteachers said they would encourage their students to keep wearing masks despite the change of government advice. Many school leaders have pointed to the Department for Education's advice, updated on Thursday, that states that a nursery, school or college might advise you that face coverings should temporarily be worn in communal areas or classrooms. Schools in Wales will retain face coverings for another month. In Rwanda, university researchers are being asked to help combat climate change. Researchers are being called upon to come up with proposals that could inform policy on long-term climate change adaptation. Areas of research could include soil management and agroforestry, soil and water engineering, environmental management and natural resource management. Juliet Cabra, the Director General of the Rwanda Environment Management Authority, who are working with the University of Rwanda and the Higher Education Council said, the programme seeks to enable the country to make informed policy decisions about long-term climate change adaptation. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week Steve has lost his voice, so I am going to take a look at visualising in the classroom. Before I begin, this is not about which product is best and comparing brands and features. This is about what you need to consider to make the best choice for your school or department. Visualizing in the classroom, in my opinion, is getting something that would be difficult to see into a format that a whole class can see more easily. This may be a live moving image or a still image. Also, it may be projected onto a large screen or cast out to multiple devices. The whole idea is it makes something small more accessible. The list of devices that can do this is huge, but they fall, roughly, into three categories. Visualizers, document cams and webcams. What is the difference? In sport, the definition of fitness is the ability to cope with the environment around you. When you are purchasing a device, this is what you need to consider. Don't just buy one because someone else uses it and says it's amazing. Their environment may be totally different to yours. The factors that are going to affect your purchase are cost, size, software, portability, features, and what you already have in terms of audio-visual equipment. Lighting is sometimes overlooked and depending on what you are capturing can make a huge difference. Starting with the most expensive option, the visualizer. Generally, classroom visualizers come with a large footprint meaning they take up a lot of desk space. They tend to have a high-quality downward-facing camera, lighting built-in top-down and even sometimes a backlit bed. They tend to allow control from the unit so there will be little or no need to move away from the device to operate. This may be useful if a lot of time is spent using the device or furniture obstructs movement. A lot of visualizers are also standalone, meaning they work independently of your computer. However, additional software can be installed to further augment the experience. Document cameras tend to be less expensive, have a smaller footprint and be more portable compared to visualizers. However, they usually have less features and need a computer to use them. Although they are plug and play, there is normally additional software available that will provide the ability to capture still and moving images, zoom in and out like a visualizer, but normally control is via the computer it is attached to. Generally, they do not feature built-in lighting, but tend to have a built-in microphone. The cheapest option, the webcam is plug and play and may have additional software. However, the previous devices are designed for projecting something desk-based to an audience. The webcam is designed to work in a different way, but can be more versatile, especially if you move rooms frequently. You need a computer to plug it into. Some come with flexible arms and a base you can plug it into, but like the document cam, they are restricted by the length of the USB cable. Now we have an idea of what the devices are capable of. The next question is what do you already have? Do you have an interactive board? If so, imaging a pupil's book with a cheaper webcam and using pinch zoom and annotation may do the job. 
or in a bright setting an HD webcam may do the trick. In the past the rule was the higher the price the better quality of image. Today that isn't necessarily so. My conclusion is before you spend out, do your research and consider the fitness of the device for your environment and your value for money. And please talk to your school technical support before you purchase anything. Sometimes devices are not compatible with school networks. For a visual version of this episode check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods' screen reader and that was 2 Minute Tech. 2 Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Righty-ho, we are back after that break. I hope you've all had your loo break, your tea break, and somebody sometime maybe might bring me back a bourbon biscuit because I've been asking for weeks and I never get a bourbon. <laughs> funny, funny fact, guess what just happened in the break to me, Halil? Guess what genuinely just happened to me in the break? I, I could guess, but I'll get it wrong, won't I? <laughs> Probably. I'm not even DMing you. I'm trying to convince Halil to write a book. By the way, whoever's with me, let's start a trend. Hashtag Halil has to write a book. I've actually been giving Jeff and Margaret technical advice. They're struggling to get on the show. So they're just saying, oh, trying to oh, okay. I, I saw that. I did see that they wanted to, that they were going to join. They, I think Jeff and Margaret have lied, just been messaging me right now saying, we're trying our best to get in. But Jeff says his phone's got too much uh, data, not, not enough data on it for the app. So he's trying to log in through his laptop. So fingers crossed. The Jeff and Margaret can join the Mr. T. This will be two very, very special things happening on the same evening, if I'm honest. If we get them into I'll be, the show, I'll, I'll be, be completely honoured. I'll be completely honoured if they get Obviously, on, on my word. Obviously, first for Twitter to have Jeff and Margaret live anywhere. So, fingers crossed they can join us because they're trying desperately. So, you've got fans there as well, Mr. T. And that is high praise indeed that Jeff and Margaret are trying to come in to listen to your dulcet tones. Now, we were talking about something quite actually quite serious before the news and ad break about um, the need for diversity in education, need for children to see staff reflecting themselves, so they're aspire, you know, they can aspire to be more because if they can see it, and as I said, I live and breathe this, they can be it, they can see it. Um, mm-hmm. I want to link to that. You do tweet a lot, and they're highly amusing. Some of the things you tweet, you know, you're about your food and your your obsession with your football, and and your very exciting social life, man, which I'm going to ask you about as well because I'm actually quite jealous <laughs> that eyes and a sister head don't have a social life, and you as a head manage to do it. So I need some tips personally, if I'm honest. But you do sometimes tweet some really, really deep and profound and serious things. And a lot of the, and you've touched upon, you know, and if I may say, some be so blunt, you know, you talked about unconscious bias, for example, the inverted commas jokes people make about your name and how your name's supposed mm. to be pronounced, your forename, which in my in my opinion is a very simple name to say, but I'm a Muslim, so the name Khalil and Khalil is very common in my community anyway. Mm. You clearly feel strongly about this if you're tweeting about it. Why? And I know it's I, in terms of, is it something into your own personal experience growing up? Or just as a leader, um, how do you feel so strong? No, I, I, yeah, I, I think, you know, what's in a name, right? So I, I, I am, I'm, I, I allow myself to be called Mister T. By the way, so Mister T for me is an, is an affectionate term, mm-hmm. um, and and I've, I've, you know, I have, at times, I have kind of thought to myself, do I, do I, revert and force people to call me Mister Tamgamish? Um, mm-hmm. Actually. Um, I've it's endearing um and it's okay it doesn't it's not it's not because people can't um or won't try and pronounce it correctly I, I just find it's it's a more of an endearing term however um especially 
as soon as I hit college, really, um, I found that people were, were struggling to say my name, and and I found and I found myself apologising. Um, I found myself apologising for my name, and uh, wow. you know that 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 had happened. Yeah, and and you know what, you do it without even thinking. Um, so I'll give you an example. So um, I remember going um, relatively early on for when my dad my, when when my dad was unwell, and I had to go and pick up some. Um, pick up a pres- uh, prescription for him, mm-hmm. and I went went in to to go and pick up the prescription. I had to give my name, and um, the person tried to, to to pronounce my my surname, uh, and found it very difficult. Said it several times, um, and got it wrong several times, and then I ended up saying, "Oh no, it's a you know." I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. It's a hard, it's a hard surname. I know that. You know, it's I, I blame my parents type of thing, and and I and I you know and I I look back at that and I I think to myself I, I feel a bit ashamed about the fact that I did that because we shouldn't feel that way, and so na- our names are our our cultural and our you know our family identity, um and it and it links us back to who we are, and and so we should never really feel the need to apologise. Um, uh, yeah, we do. For our, and yet we do. And and so yeah, it, what's in a name? I, I think for me, it's important that you know we 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 expect that people can, or we help people to to say our names correctly, and 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 to make sure that we own that. Um, because sometimes I, I find you know, and I've got friends who, uh, yeah, I've got I've got friends that have got English names, but they they haven't got English names. Um, and they say them because it's easier for other people to pronounce. Yes, um, me too. And I and I won't and I won't say them out loud because I don't want to embarrass anybody. Um, but they do it because they they there's a level of embarrassment if their names are said incorrectly and or if if fun is made of their names and and so they feel they feel like they they have to they have to or they've had to change their their name and it, and it's just a little bit. When I say change it, I don't mean like actually properly change it, but you know, to to find a, a nick, an almost a nickname. I like to say um, compromise. I'm going to be blunt and say compromise. It to be quite frank, because linked yeah. to what you said, my dad obviously my surname is Said. His surname is Said. Said is five letters, three vowels, and yet still, it was easier for his friends to call him Sid growing up. Mm, mm. So it it just that that's it for me, you know, and and I, you know, and it was a a real kind of like a sticking point growing up, and you know, Halil Tamgimish is is yeah, it is a mouthful. I know that, but at the same time, I had all sorts of different variations of my name growing up, and and so for me now, that's why it's so important that, um, especially for the children at my school, that they they are called by their names, and I I, I expect staff to. Um, I don't want them giving them nicknames. I don't want staff doing anything like that. I want them to make sure that they they understand um, how to pronounce them, get it right, ask the child. Um, so, yeah, it's really important to me. And linked to that, actually, we've got one of our lovely listeners, Miss Soka. And thank you so much, Miss Soka, for sharing your very personal comments. Just put, as a white Irish child, when I moved to the UK, my mother gave me an English name for starting school, and it's stuck ever since. Every qualification I have used that name, my mother said it would be easier to pronounce than Soka, which actually isn't mm. that hard to pronounce at all. It's a case of how much are you willing to try. You know, you say Tamagamush is a mouthful. No, it's not, not in Turkey, it's not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, it's, and it, 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 if you're willing to make the it effort, it's not an effort at all, is it? 
No, and, and uh, yeah, and you know what? I'm really lucky as well at the school that I work at. Um, my my SLT, especially my deputy head teacher, um, Sharon, um, she's incredible. Um, she she is very much ever since I started, um, and she knows how important it is to me. Uh, and and to to anyone else with a name that might might be deemed as in inverted commas uh, difficult um, to pronounce. She is. She's taken it very kind of like personally, uh, uh, you know, to make sure that she gets it right. So she, I've I've been there where she's, she has asked other you know people, please pronounce it. Can you say your name again? Because I want to get it right. And they'll say, oh, just say this, or it's okay, just shorten it. And she'll say, no, I, I don't want to do that. I want to say your name. Um, and so I, I I feel that it's just really important that it's something that we we try and get right, you know, we try and get right. And, and don't be, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Just ask if, if you're unsure, I suppose. That people will respect you for it. I can second and third that people will respect you for it. And it's a small thing, but it's a massive, massive sign of respect because it's someone's identity, isn't it? It's who you mm, are. Absolutely. It's you. It's part of who you are. And you're absolutely right. But I, again, I'm just, this topic is just such a pertinent one. I think now, and Helene, if I may just ask for the follow-up question off the back of that, or what you said, because what mm. you said is really, really, important and just to unpick it a little bit further 2022 we've got a plethora of comments on your twitter all the time with everyone singing off the same hymn sheet but yet here we still are with adults in workplaces tweeting out once in a while saying i was told about the way i dress it's too asian or it's too african or can you shorten your name for me please or have you got a british nickname why is that still happening mm. If there's so many of us thinking like this, why do we still, where's the, dare I say, ignorance? Where's, where, what's the crux of the problem? Is it from home? I, Is it from, what, what's your take I don't, on it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, um, yeah, it's really hard because it's got to be, we've got to, to, to be very kind of careful um, how, we, how we state things. Um, because what we don't want to do is we don't want to state that, um, you know, Every every white person's doing this, or oh, every good God, no, absolutely not, no, and, no, no, absolutely, and, not. and 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 it's and it's not that it's not that way. And I think a lot of the time, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think a lot of the time, it's inadvertent, accidental, un like people that are haven't really thought it through before they've said what they've said, and I don't think they do it because they really want to hurt you or to, or, to, or to upset you. They do it because they're unsure and they they've they've not had to think about it. Um, however, I, I do believe I do believe that there is a um, uh, you know there are a group of people who who and we will use the term racist uh, are racist and and for whatever reason that could be through trauma, um, it could be for whatever reason that they they think that they think and it, it can be growing up, um, it can be from from you know, from parents, you know, generational, so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, I think it's important for us to, us to make sure that we, we, are, we are reporting and doing things in the right manner. You know, we know when something is targeted at us and it's, it's, it's meant to be that way and they're saying those things purposefully um, mm -hmm. to when it's people where you think, you know, in those moments where you go, did you really just say that? 
like you know and yeah. when, you know, when you know certain people and and you know them and you get on with them and you go you did you did you mean what you just said and and I think it's important that we're open and honest without being um combative uh just openly asking the questions I suppose but yeah of course there are always there's always that small and it is a minority and we have to to take that into account there is a minority um uh, of people who who do hold racist views and opinions and beliefs um you know I've I've got no hatred towards anybody um but I do think it's important that we we do challenge uh, that sort of behavior because it's it's not right it, it's just literally not right and we we've, we've got to make sure that we um make sure that the world is a better place and and for our for the for our, for our children and for the children in our care in schools and and making sure that the world is is a a more fairer um place for for all of them and everyone has a, a an opportunity equal to each other um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. But I think you're really right, though, in the sense that we really take and a really, really valuable point you've made there, Helio, that differentiating between whether something needs to be reported, whether it needs to be called out, or whether it needs to be politely, because it is, you know, they've said it innocently, rightly said, without realizing, politely corrected. You need to be able to differentiate what approach you actually take, because there are so many reasons why somebody might be the way they are. It could be because, as you said, rightly, they're racist, or it could genuinely be a generational understanding that someone's had and said, you know what, actually, maybe you said that in the 70s, but not now. Yeah, so you're absolutely, absolutely right. You've got to identify which one it actually is before you choose how you, you go about addressing it. it. It is massively important. It is massively important that people um, don't feel they're going to be chastised for making a mistake or that they weren't sure. The only time when it becomes an issue uh, for me personally is when you have um, explained and you've gone through the situation and you've said why it isn't right and they continue with the yes. same behaviors yes. and the same and mm -hmm. and that's the difference that's the complete difference um and and you know uh, i say it often to people it's okay to make a mistake it's okay you know just ask if you're unsure just ask there's no judgment no prejudice no nothing um but when 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 people are not willing to learn and they just continue with the same viewpoint or the same kind of held opinions about certain groups of people or they treat different people uh, treat people with different skin color or different religious beliefs in a different way then then there's an issue right i think um uh, and and again reporting that and doing that in the right manner but i think as you've said that that is a very very small minute that's a small minority of people who are like that and thankfully Absolutely. there's so many people advocating for diversity and for celebrating differences they're being drowned out slowly but surely mm and they will eventually mm, be mm. drowned out. Now, my word, after such an intense section, let's go to slightly <laughs> easier questions, sorry, for everyone's benefit. Lots of likes for the show, by the way. So thank you, listeners. And please do keep coming in with your lovely comments about what Helene and I are discussing here. You are clearly, and I'm sorry, I sound like I'm gushing here, but he is like my brother from another mother, this man. You don't understand how much respect that earlier. You're clearly a successful leader already, right? Now, I want to I dip into this a bit more because I find this absolutely fascinating. When you took over your lovely primary school, school of the year, 
Well, I'll add that again, school of the year. School of the year. Keep, keep throwing it out there. Right, you haven't said it enough. You haven't said it enough. You, you need to, to do me a favour. After the show, you need to retweet a photograph of that piece of glass for me, my friend. I you can need do to that. Just Easy. Do it, do Easy. it now. <laughs> with you, with your waistcoat. There you go. Right. When you, and I'm genuinely asking this as somebody who's an aspiring head teacher one day, fingers crossed myself, God willing, but when you take over a school that's all right, where did you start? Where did you think, okay, I've got to, I've got to, ta- I know it's not all about the gradings, but obviously you were tasked with, hello, where are I? We've got to get to good. Where did you start with your thought process and planning and taking action? What did you do? Oh man. Okay. So it was, it was, it was everywhere. Right. So, um, and what I mean by that is every, every area except for EYFS, um, every area needed improving. So behavior, Attitudes to learning, um, the, the the quality of the teaching, um, leadership generally across the board, um, yeah, parental engagement. I mean, it was it, it was everything. Honestly, yeah, it was everything. Wow. But, um, but I but I was like I said like I said before the the vision we 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 re embedded and and re re kind of like looked at the vision. And that was with um, our assistant head at the time. She's she's moved on to become the, uh, a head teacher now in the city, Claire Mulhern. That is that Again, credit to you too, absolutely. in fairness, my friend. Uh, oh no, she's not partly, she partly in fairness. <laughs> yeah, partly, uh, and and so she she worked really hard with um, the vision. It was part of her her remit, and we all worked together to to make it what it is. And we got everybody's views. Um, so we talked to the children, to the parents, to the staff, and it, it became ours and the reason why we needed it. And I, we didn't do it for anybody else. I didn't care about Ofsted. It wasn't about them. Um, it needed to be about us and making sure that we understood who we were and what our identity was. And everything comes from the vision. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the element of belonging. Um, so that, that that kind of ideal that we're all together we're all you know in it together it doesn't matter who we are our religion our background our skin color um then the um the the element of care so how we look after each other and how we take care of each other and the school uh, and our environment and then persevere that's never giving up it's all about you know you never stop so we we link that to austin's butterfly um which is a, a massive part of again our culture um and then to finally on to succeed, but that's about success in lots of different ways and how we celebrate each other's success. Absolutely. So in a weird way, it was everything. It became our British values, which I'm I'm not a great fan of. Um, it became it became our driver for our education because that's a part of being successful. The perseverance came into that and making sure that we all learned and we tried our best and we never gave up, even if it's hard. Um, and the belonging and the care element helped the whole pastoral, behavioural kind of element of our school, which is kind of like the beating heart of everything we do. So it, that was the key point. That was the most important point for us. And it weirdly, it hit a lot of different areas. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that the staff, um, you know, didn't have to work extremely hard with um, what they do and what they did in terms of teaching and learning and and uh, you know our pastoral team um, doing some sensational things in the community with the parents, um, and it, and it's been it, it, you know it was a real build up 
um, to to the to Ofsted, and we obviously wouldn't have known that Ofsted would come in. Um, but it just came to a head, and it all came at the right point. It was like literally the right moment in time for the school. Uh, if they'd come, if they'd come a few months earlier, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, it was a it was the perfect perfect moment really for us. Um, and it is it, it's helped us to move further forward. You know, everything that we do, it just embeds everything that we do all the time. Um, but it was a cultural shift. So that that whole vision was a, a cultural shift for the school. Um, parental complaints were through the roof at the start. Um, kids, oh my God, well, the behavior was, wow, the behavior was like another world. You know, you look back now and and it's nowhere, nothing, nothing like that now, you know. And so, yeah, it was it was everything. But it, again, um, with a positive, it was always with a positive mindset, always with a will to, to, to do better for our children. And we had fun and we laughed along the way and we and we still do. You know, we we I, I've got really happy staff. I, li- I like to think I have. Um, and, you know, the children are they're 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 exquisite and and they just they're just happy they love being in the building um and and so that's what it's all about just making sure that we we you know maslow's hierarchy you know it's all about making sure that we get the 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 kind of care and and the love and the belonging first and and everything else has kind of followed suit i suppose See, now normally these interviews, you just learn about the guest. Here we're getting free CPD listeners. I'm just saying, I'm taking notes right now myself. <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even know where to start. I mean, literally, kudos to you and, in fairness, what you said yourself about having a solid team of amazing people around. I remember vividly, and I don't want to touch on a sensitive point to Helio, but on his mm. that account, you know, the other account that we don't talk about. I did remember vividly <laughs> messaging you, congratulating you on winning School of the Year, and I said, how did you do it and you went surround myself with amazing people and you clearly have and you mm, literally mm. between you built it up again from scratch and that absolutely you know paramount cultural shift and what a shift my word I mean just from the videos you share I can't believe it's the same school that you're describing that you actually inherited that there's no yeah, sign of any I, behavior issues or anybody being unhappy I refuse to believe you get any parental complaints do you know what it mean? was it was it was incredible and actually you know before and sorry, started, Haleel, I do apologize Miss Thorker just said sounds like an amazing school on. well done Halil oh thank you ever so much oh that's that's so kind that's so sorry 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 i have to interrupt you now jeff and margaret are listening jeff and margaret are live with us welcome jeff and margaret (laughs) they're not going to call in though they said just so you know (laughs) oh my word they're here they're here they're here they're here but they're not going to call in they said because they want to keep the air of mystery around their voices but they are listening to us so i'll just dm them and say please do type in thank you jeff and margaret (laughs) oh that's amazing um um yeah and and yeah like i was saying i suppose with with the teachers as well it used to be a revolving door before i before i started and um the the there, there was you know um the cohort of staff there wasn't stable and it changed like term on term never mind year on year and and now you know we've got staff that have been with us since i started and you know they've got no signs of going anywhere they want to develop at the school they want to they want to be part of our next journey and and the things that we're going to do and it it feels like a real family it's a proper family feel at our school and 
you know, I'm I am considering opening up the school in the summer, um, in the summer term for oh. visitors. I'd I'd love I'd love visitors to come round, you know, to invite people. I've I've often thought about it, but I think we're 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 at the stage now where, yeah, do you know what? We can actually share uh, some of the really good things that we're doing and and take some great things from other people as well. So that might be something that we'll do during the summer term potentially. And we get to where see can... the glass and we get to verify the man for ourselves. What you more? Can, you can what see more me. You can see it's me. <laughs> In a waistcoat. Oh, in a waistcoat. I don't understand that. Right, I might get a new one. You never know. <laughs> oh, now you're talking. I'll get a new headscarf. You get a new waistcoat. Perfect. Perfect. Now, social life. I have to. I have to ask. I have. To, I have to ask before we go into another break. Unfortunately, I have to ask yep. this. You, you, you live by your bio, mate. I'm telling you now. You said you're a foodie. Your, your tweets prove you're a foodie. Aye, I'm aye, left yeah. Food. I've got COVID right now, so my diet is limited. The envy I feel looking at some of the pictures you post, mate. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you go to football matches, you're going out. How are you fitting all of this in as a head teacher? How, I, I just need tips. We need tips. What, what's the secret? How do you do it? Uh, um, yeah, all right. Okay, so, oh, man. Yeah, because I... Oh, sorry. I right, sorry, sorry. I'm literally going to read out this DM. Interrupt Go Mr. On. H. It's Mr. Mr. H. This is this is Jeff and Margaret messaging me, and tell him that Jeff says he has a very kind voice. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Look Literally, at... I'm like I, I'm going red. <laughs> Look at <laughs> Jeff said that by the way, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you were saying you were saying. Continue um, your kind voice, Mister T. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, I, it's I don't. Yeah. So, right. The, 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 I find the term. I'm so sorry. You, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's all right. Uh, oh God, has something else been said? I dread. I dread. DM live from Jeff and Margaret. This is fabulous. Also, <laughs> he looks very dapper in his Twitter pictures. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> look look at this teacher talk oh radio exclusive Mr. Oh, Mr. T's oh been God. hit on by Jeff and Margaret this is fabulous sorry continue if you can if you can I'm I'm I'm, I'm blushing I'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh you're fighter um anyway so um I I find I find the term um I find the term how do you find time um the I, I find it ridiculous um, really, I really do. I don't find time. I make time. Um, oh, I like so that. I like ma that. making making times. I've got to make time for 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 me um, and for for me and my family, me and my friends. Because um, if I don't make time for them, as a head teacher, I'll never ever find time. Because I could easily sit here every weekend doing work every night doing work um, and I will lose time. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in, in, you know, trying to take the most out of everything that we do. And I'm, I've got a real high, um, a heightened sense of time. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I know that we're, we're finite. And it's, it sounds really morbid, and, and it's not. It's actually the opposite. I know that we're finite. We're, we're not infinite. I know we're here for a certain amount of time. 
And I think ever since I lost my Bubba, it's become even more, um, even more kind of like um, prominent in, in my thought process. Mm. So I, I could easily sit and waste hours upon hours doing things and think to myself, you know, when I get back to school, well, I've done all of that stuff and now I'm sitting in school and I'll have a million other things to do because our list will never end. There'll always be something to do. Yes. So I've got yes. a really, I've got a really kind of um, heightened sense of time and making sure that we try and get the best and the most out of everything that we do. And so, yeah, um, food is really important. It's a cultural identity for me. It means it means a lot to me. It takes me back to, it takes me back to days gone by, and it and it reminds me of who I am, and it grounds me. Um, uh, as well as tasting great and filling my stomach, of course. Um, but it, 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 it just... And making me jealous, but yes, continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's just, it, it's just a, a really important social part of everything that we do. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, and so, yeah, so for me, it's not about, it's not about finding time. I'm, I make time to have this. this uh, I, I don't want people to look at headship and, and see it as... Wow, that that's it. It's it's the end, and you you know how do you do it? And no, it's it's a job, just like any other job, and we've got to make sure that we we enjoy life because you know what we're not here forever, um, and and I wanna I wanna savor as much as I can. I, I want to enjoy every moment, savor the foods that I have. I wanna savor the time that I have with people. Um, and and it and it yeah laugh laugh heartily you know and, and enjoy life. So yeah. Talking, uh, talking of savouring, we have got to interrupt you. I do apologise, Elio, to go into a break. Okay. And whilst we do that, as I said, go off for a loo break, a tea break. <laughs> Bring back a bourbon whilst I share some more DMs from Jeff and Margaret with Halil. So I'll see you. <laughs> Can't wait. But honestly, she's in love with you. We'll see you in the side of the space. Don't go anywhere. Right, see you in a bit. <laughs> Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full, free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
The Israel National News website reports on comments made by UK Education Minister Nadim Zahawi that UK universities must adopt the IHRA definition of anti-Semitism. Mr Zahawi stated that the definition is essential, not optional, and that it is a way of telling everyone, students and staff, that anti-Semitism has no place anywhere. During the Holocaust Educational Trust's Lord Merlin Rees lecture, Mr Zahawi said he was not going to ease up until we see everyone fall into line on this. He also acknowledged that old hatreds were beginning to rear up again and that it was, therefore, essential to keep speaking up about the Holocaust. He pledged continued government support for the Jewish community, saying that British Jews and Jewish students who were the victims of anti-Semitism on British campuses should not be left to combat anti-Semitism on their own. In the Channel Island of Guernsey, face coverings will no longer need to be worn in classrooms from next week. The coverings will remain compulsory in communal areas for both staff and students in secondary and post-16 settings. Nick Hines, Director of Education, told ITV News, the move signals further positive steps as we will all seek to return to a more normal education experience. The move echoes changes to rules around face coverings in parts of the UK. In England, however, Boris Johnson has had to issue a statement telling secondary schools to follow the latest guidance, after some headteachers said they would encourage their students to keep wearing masks despite the change of government advice. Many school leaders have pointed to the Department for Education's advice, updated on Thursday, that states that a nursery school or college might advise you that face coverings should temporarily be worn in communal areas or classrooms. Schools in Wales will retain face coverings for another month. In Rwanda, university researchers are being asked to help combat climate change. Researchers are being called upon to come up with proposals that could inform policy on long-term climate change adaptation. Areas of research could include soil management and agroforestry, soil and water engineering, environmental management and natural resource management. Juliette Cabra, the Director General of the Rwanda Environment Management Authority, who were working with the University of Rwanda and the Higher Education Council, said, The programme seeks to enable the country to make informed policy decisions about long-term climate change adaptation. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week Steve has lost his voice. So I am going to take a look at visualizing in the classroom. Before I begin, this is not about which product is best and comparing brands and features. This is about what you need to consider to make the best choice for your school or department. Visualizing in the classroom, in my opinion, is getting something that would be difficult to see into a format that a whole class can see more easily. This may be a live moving image or a still image. Also, it may be projected onto a large screen or cast out to multiple devices. The whole idea is it makes something small more accessible. The list of devices that can do this is huge, but they fall, roughly, into three categories. Visualizers, document cams and webcams. What is the difference? In sport the definition of fitness is the ability to cope with the environment around you. When you are purchasing a device, this is what you need to consider. Don't just buy one because someone else uses it and says it's amazing. Their environment may be totally different to yours. The factors that are going to affect your purchase are cost, size, software, portability, features, and what you already have in terms of audiovisual equipment. Lighting is sometimes overlooked and depending on what you are capturing can make a huge difference. Starting with the most expensive option, the visualizer. Generally, classroom visualizers come with a large footprint meaning they take up a lot of desk space. They tend to have a high-quality downward-facing camera, lighting built-in top-down and even sometimes a backlit bed. 
they tend to allow control from the unit so there will be little or no need to move away from the device to operate. This may be useful if a lot of time is spent using the device or furniture obstructs movement. A lot of visualizers are also standalone meaning they work independently of your computer however, additional software can be installed to further augment the experience. Document cameras tend to be less expensive, have a smaller footprint and be more portable compared to visualizers however, they usually have less features and need a computer to use them. Although they are plug and play there is normally additional software available that will provide the ability to capture still and moving images, zoom in and out like a visualizer but normally control is via the computer it is attached to. Generally, they do not feature built-in lighting but tend to have a built-in microphone. The cheapest option, the webcam is plug and play and may have additional software however, the previous devices are designed for projecting something desk-based to an audience. The webcam is designed to work in a different way but can be more versatile especially if you move rooms frequently. You need a computer to plug it into, some come with flexible arms and a base you can plug it into but like the document cam, they are restricted by the length of the USB cable. Now we have an idea of what the devices are capable of the next question is what do you already have? Do you have an interactive board? If so imaging a pupil's book with a cheaper webcam and using pinch zoom and annotation may do the job. Or in a bright setting an HD webcam may do the trick. In the past the rule was the higher the price the better quality of image. Today that isn't necessarily so. My conclusion is before you spend out, do your research and consider the fitness of the device for your environment and your value for money. And please talk to your school technical support before you purchase anything. Sometimes devices are not compatible with school networks. For a visual version of this episode check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. I'm Steve Woods' screen reader and that was 2 Minute Tech. 2 Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Right. Welcome back to the Lay Show with myself, Miss Said, <laughs> and Mr. T. Sorry, we're laughing because whilst you were away, hopefully having your loo break, your tea break, and somebody sometime may bring me back a bourbon biscuit. Uh, Mr. T and I have been kept slightly busy with Jeff and Margaret's DMs. That is all I'm going to say on the matter, Mr. T. I don't want to say anything else in case you may rely on no. it in the court of law later no. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it should stay in the DMs, I think. Yes, what, what happens in the DMs stays in the DMs. That's what it stays in the DMs. Right, okay, so we have been talking about a lot of really... Right, sorry, serious face, serious face. Um, a lot of serious topics, actually, on a serious level. We have been talking about, you know, the need to have uh, diversity within a uh, staff body to help students see it and be it and be inspired by it. The need to mm-hmm. actually to recognise when you've got either call-out racism or if it's unconscious bias that is genuinely not meant. You can obviously, you know, correct it politely, for example. How do you actually tackle it depends on how it's actually set you in the first place. We talked about your wonderful and inspirational journey from RI to good in your first seven months of headship. We've talked about how fantastically interesting you are, if I'm perfectly honest, Mr. T. But <laughs> what I want to talk about now, and I genuinely mean this, you are really an inspiration as a leader. Who inspires okay. you as a leader? Who inspires you? Who have you gone and thought, you know what? I want to be a bit like, not imitating somebody else, but who inspires you to be the leader that you are? And I'm, I'm guessing Baba, for example, is obviously going to be yeah. someone. Of course. It's, it's in, in, a, in, a, in, a personal, in a personal way, as a human being, I, I want to, yeah, my Baba was... He's, he's the man, you know, he's the one that I really want to, to aspire to be like. I'm nowhere near anything like he is or was. Um, but he, you know, and I talk about him a lot and um, he wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, you know. He, he wasn't a perfect guy, um, but his, all his intentions were um, always good. So always there to try and make people feel better and try and do the right thing. It doesn't mean that he always did, 
um, you know, sometimes, you know, life does that to us and we, we, we make the wrong choices. Um, but he always amended and, and tried to do the right thing. So, yeah, my dad in a personal sense. Um, Sorry, I've got another off. interruption for you. Live hot off the press DM. Tell Mr. T that in my tweet, this is Jeff and Margaret DMing me, by the way, lovely people. And I would, <laughs> I'm not lying, honestly, I can't screenshot and tweet it, but they are saying <laughs> Tell him that in my tweets today, I have mentioned wanting to write a book. Ask him if he would consider playing Jeff in the movie version. Oh, okay. <laughs> Margaret will want to play herself alongside you because you are half the age of the headmaster she's worked with. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Let's, uh, let, <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's make this happen. Do you know what? This is almost like too good to be true for me. I swear Jeff, to you, Margaret, let's make it happen. I, Mark, hey, steady on Jeff's listening as well. <laughs> <laughs> only in the movie, sir. Only in the movie, not in real life. But there you go. You heard it here first. Yet another Teacher Talk Radio exclusive. Mr. T will play the role of Jeff. Oh, they've given a smiley face. They've approved. They've approved. Mr. T okay. will play Jeff in the movie version of Jeff and Margaret's book. Watch this space. Let's Sorry, make it. Back to- let's make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, hey, I don't know where to go with this. This is surreal. This is one of the most surreal things I've ever done. You know what? I don't normally do this sort of thing. I've only done it maybe two or three times. Yeah. Um, this is only like, only on the late yeah. show with Miss Sade, Mister T. Only on the late show with Miss Sade. Right. So you were saying your leadership um, inspiration. Sorry, back to the interview. Ed, uh, ed- educationally or like um, leadership. I, it's going to sound really weird, right? So I, I have tried to rack my brains with who 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 I see as a, an amazing leader and uh, who I, who I would who I would kind of like aspire to be like. Obviously, you've got leaders generally. So you talk about people like you know. And the teams are yeah. <laughs> oh God, really? I just said yes to that. You literally nearly tipped me over the edge. Imagine that. Twitter, oh, Twitter going wild. My DMs ran. <laughs> um, Please don't tweet uh, that at anybody. Please don't tweet that. <laughs> um, but you do, you you know, you do have your, you know, your, you know, your Nelson Mandela's and and you know, um, you know, your, your the people that you you look up to and you think to yourself, wow, they've they've made a real difference. When it comes to education for me and personally going through um, education. I, I think I've learned more from people that I don't want to be like, and I, I, I don't. I, that's not to. That's not derogatory no, um, no, no. to I can anyone. See where you're coming from? Yeah, because I think we learn. I think we learn from. I think we learn from that probably a little bit more because that's the that's the way the process of elimination almost. Because you never know what you want to be. You don't know how you want to mm. be that person. You know, you always have a dream of I'd like to be. But how am I going to be that person? You're never really sure of. But, you know, I have worked with lots and lots of people over the years. And and there are certain elements where I've thought I probably wouldn't have done that like that. Or I probably would have dealt with that slightly differently. And I think that's probably honed me um, as a leader more than going, I'm going to emulate to be like that person. Um, I've also worked with some absolutely incredible leaders. Um, but they're leaders in their own right, doing their own thing with their own personalities, um, and 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 I, I, that's me as well. So I, I, I'm my own person. I wouldn't expect anyone to 
to try and emulate me or to be me. I, I, someone flippantly said, they were just joking. And, and I took it really seriously. So someone said, oh, I'd, you know, um, I, I want to I be like Mr. T. And he, he, this person said that to me. And I went, I'd rather you were yourself. You know, I, I'd rather you were you. Be, be the best version of you. Um, and I think that's, that's important um, as, a, as a trait within us, that we look at what's, what we've got, look at what other people may not do the, the way that you would do and think to yourself, you know what, I wouldn't have done that. I would have done it like this. Um, so people with strong whys for me are, um, are people. People. Um, but I've worked with lots of people. I think, I think my my SLT are definitely people that make me a better a leader. Um, you know, they're, they're inspirational. Um, so my assistant head teacher Lizzie, she's, uh, you know, she she I'm drives so me in a different way. I'm so sorry. You know, oh, it's laughing, Margaret. You? <laughs> is it Margaret? It's Margaret, isn't it? It's Mar <laughs> Mar Margaret again, isn't it? It is. A, isn't a, it? a question, a question <laughs> for Mr. T from Jeffrey. I think it says Margaret. I think oh, Margaret's got a soft God. spot for you, Mr. T. A question for you now. If you could bring in a <laughs> if you could oh, bring in a pop star to cover any vacancy in this is a cracking question, Margaret. If you hmm. could bring in a pop star to cover any vacancy in your school, what pop star would it be and what role would they cover? Nice question. Nice question. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What? That's a brilliant question. The cracking um, question. Yeah, it is. A pop star. Oh my word. And okay. what vacancy would they cover too? What vacancy would it be? Um okay. Um <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know where to go with that. I don't know where to go. They, with they've this. just messaged me again and said they'd <laughs> Billy Joel, <laughs> site manager for Margaret. Oh, okay. I, I can actually see that. I, I can, you know, I think he's, uh, didn't he do a video where he was like a mechanic or yes. something? I'm yes. sure he did. Um, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Um, for me, uh, Otis Redding. Uh, I'd have Otis oh, yeah. Redding in and, and he would be our pastoral lead. Oh uh, my he'd word! Make, he'd make he'd make us all feel good about ourselves. I, I tell you, you must so, sit yeah. at the top, dock of the bay, just just singing oh, that every morning to the kids. God. Wow! My my favorite song of all time. He could sing that every and, day. I'd be and I'd Jeff be and happy. Margaret stamp for approval. That I quote: "They just said very good choice!" Exclamation mark, Mister T. So Thank there you go. very they, much. They there approve, you go. They approve. <laughs> my word! Right now, I'm absolutely beyond gutted that it's actually nine twenty-two p.m. Where has the time gone, Mister T? I, I have know. absolutely disappeared. Right? No idea. We've had exclusives. From Jeff and Margaret, well, Margaret being particularly, <laughs> I believe, in love with Mr. T, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. T will be playing the role of Jeff in the movie when Jeff and Margaret <laughs> oh, write their God. book. This is, this is fabulous. There you go. This is your retirement sorted already. This is, Mr. T. I, I, this I, could I'm be the side job in the summer. Just think... open up the school, have have Otis Redding and Billy Joel in your, in your school working for you, and you can go off and be Jeff playing a movie role. I've, 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 I've peaked. I've, I've yeah. peaked. This is, this is the peak. Oh, honestly, this is it. I've hit the heights that I never thought I'd hit. Uh, Jeff and Margaret giving it some. I love it. Anything is possible oh. on Teachers Talk Radio, Mr. T. I hope this show has shown you that this evening, that anything is yeah. actually possible. Honestly, it's been an absolute, oh, hello. <laughs> Look, I can't oh, no. read out the last DMs. Um, 
Yes. Okay. No, I can't. It's it's only nine. She's past watershed. I could. I'm gonna. I just. You know what? What the heck? I've come this far. I'll see it through. I'm committed. Ten out of ten for your choice of a member of staff who's a pop star. Margaret needs a lie down now. She said she feels eighteen again. <laughs> Sorry, I need to be prepared. Wow. I, I'm I'm speak well, Mr. T. Your waistcoats have clearly worked their magic this evening um, on, on Margaret. At least congratulations. How do you feel? I've peaked. I've peaked. I've peaked. <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna get them into my school. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I want them in. I want them to come hey. up a look. I wanna I wanna meet. We're gonna have a coffee. Jeff and Margaret, <laughs> Rodston family, come on, you've got to get yourself there for some cover work now. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen right. Mr. T, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you oh, on the Late you. Show this thank evening. You. Thank you so much for your time and for My your pleasure. wisdom. And for, well, I've we'll got some emojis coming through from Margaret, but I'll pass, on those, I'll pass those on to you after the show because that's <laughs> it's a bit too much information right now, I think. <laughs> but thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom and a part of yourself with us this evening in the show and keep on inspiring. And obviously, I know I speak on behalf of your thousands of fans on Edu Twitter when I say we wish you ongoing success in your professional capacity as well as your personal capacity as well. We look forward to continue being updated with lots of lovely news from your school of the year. He's got proof. It is him. He's verified it. And I think <laughs> it's safe to say now, anybody in any doubt, and if I wish Twitter space were listening right now to know that this is indeed Mr. T himself. We know who you are. <laughs> and we're obviously, obviously going to love you and adore you. Um, wishing you strength to strength. I'm talking like I'm never going to talk to you again. I'm going to see you on Twitter, of course. I am. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, where, where are we going? What's going on here? It's like the end. <laughs> the end. But thank you so, so much for your time, Mr. T, this My evening. Pleasure. Just to end the show for our lovely listeners, we have got, so, if you've enjoyed tonight's show, we've got some excellent shows lined up tomorrow. We've got Jaya here in Andani from 9 to 10.30 with her breakfast show. We've got our latest host, Caleb de Merchant, with his first show, The Sunday Brunch, from 11 to 12. We've got our old favourite, Khalil Rouse, another amazing, amazing host, with his Sunday lunch from 1 to 2.30, followed by Dr. Herring, uh, with her afternoon show from 3 to 4.30. Katie's going to have her Twilight show, as always, from 5 to 6 tomorrow. We're going to finish a bit earlier. And then we're going to have one of our lovely hosts on from 8 to 9.30 on the Late Show tomorrow. And I'll be back next on Saturday with, I don't know who yet, but I'm sure it'll be somebody fantastic. Though Mr. T has set the bar very high this week. Thank you so, so much, listeners, for tuning in. And until next week, make sure you stay safe, stay happy, and stay blessed. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.